All right, this is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbajal, as always, here with Matthew Hawkins. Brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Make sure you visit AllAccessMMA for your mixed martial arts news. This week's guest, we have uh, UFC flyweight uh, Brandon Roybal. Hopefully, I, I didn't mess that up. Uh, nah, you're Brandon, right thanks there. for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. So, Brandon... Uh, you're coming off your first uh, UFC win in your debut uh, over a name fighter uh, that's uh, got you to a main card slot now uh, for UFC 253 pay-per-view. Um, how's, how's the jump been? I know you weren't impressed with your performance overall in your first fight, so we don't need to talk about that much. But uh, just in general, uh, what does it feel like to be come from LFA, basically do your whole move up there and uh, pay-per-view uh, one of the card of the year, you know, main events right now. Um, it's wild. I feel like I still um, have a hard time, like, uh, I don't know, just comprehending that it's going to be, like, a pay-per-view card, main event. Like, I don't know. I, uh, it's, like, it's unrealistic to me to, like, think about, like, if we had crowds here and there was, like, uh, like if it wasn't the situation that it is, it'd be a packed crowd at T-Mobile Arena or something cool like that. So, I don't know. It, it, it seems unrealistic because it's not happening, but uh, the fact of the matter is that it would it would be that situation and that it's that like important of a fight, um, the main events. But uh, to me, of course, it's an important fight no matter what. So, so there's a lot of um, I mean, there's a lot there's a lot to look forward to. I mean, it's it's only a few weeks away. Um, uh, where where are you at as far as like mentally, physically, weight, and all that? As far as from where we're at now. Like, how intense are you taking the training, and um, are there any are there any like jitters because of where the fight's happening? Um, well, it's probably gonna be like the last really hard week because I think I leave like like mid next week, so this like last week and a half to be like the as hardest it's gonna get. And then we'll start tapering off and just making sure that we're like healing all our injuries and everything's set set to go on that. But as far as that goes, man, we're right on track. We have it like uh, calculated. Um, so I don't even have to do any thinking as far as like I have a nutritionist and uh, my coaches and all that. Uh, they peak me perfect time, and then my nutritionist has my weight exactly where it needs to be at all times. So it's actually it's really good, man, because it's really good. Like now that like we're in the, we're in the UFC now, and that like I came from like a really big promotion or like a promotion like Alpha, which is what I consider a big promotion, and uh, it, it's just a, a great way to ease into the professionalism of fighting. Right? Is like I got a nutritionist now. I know when to peak. I know exactly where I need to be when I need to be it. And uh, now we're just dialed in and uh, getting used to exactly what what we're about to do, man. And uh, like I said, it doesn't get any easier, but when you have people that know exactly where you should be at and, like, it's a little bit of that thinking out of the process of it, it helps out a lot, man. So um, shout out to my nutritionist. I have a great nutritionist, Tyler Mitten, and then my strength and conditioning coaches at uh, Landau Performance, and then my main coaches, they have me ready and they – like I said, this has actually been really cool because uh, I wasn't expecting, especially during, like, the COVID times, is, like, I got this fight, like, three, four months. I think we're, like, one of the first fights scheduled on the September 26th card. And, uh, yeah, I just feel super grateful that uh, I had this much time to prepare. Everybody else is fighting on week notices and stuff. And mm -hmm. I just kind of got to ease into this one. And especially having my second fight in the UFC, you want to, like, earn your stripes and all that and, like, earn your stripes with the promotion. And the fact of the matter is that they gave a fight three months out and I get a fight in uh, in a on a big card and on a big stage and with like a great like position right before the, as far as right now, right before the title fights, you know? 
what's your weight like? Uh, what do you What do you generally walk in around at? Uh, oh, is that big- oh, you're gonna go there with me, man? No, <laughs> it's, like, it, it, it's 140, which is exactly like where I need to be at. Uh, it's 140, so it's not like it's not like I'm 135 and I could make 125 tomorrow. But like we're easing into it, you know what I'm saying? So the weight's not great, but like it, it's always like right around there anyway. So everything's still a couple weeks out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have plenty of time to do it. I made that weight in a week, no, in a week before too. So uh, it's like nice to know that you have to like, if you could, you can uh, make a week. But that being said, is we got really professional about it, and I've been doing nothing but dieting this whole entire time. You know. How how's training been with all the? I mean, you know, every every state's been handling the the COVID situation differently. So uh, I mean, I'm not sure uh, how's it been by you off the top of my head, but like. With training and are your partners limited? Do you have just a certain set of guys you're working with? How are you getting ready for this one? Um, for me specifically, I actually have a lot of guys that can emulate uh, or that can beat Kai Car France or like a version of Kai Car France. Kai Car France isn't like tight where it's like a mystery and there's nobody else in the world that fights like him. He fights kind of typical, has a big right hand, sets it up really well, and uh, I have a lot of guys in my gym that can do that, you know. And uh, so it's actually been really cool, like having training partners to like kind of give me that look. But as far as, like, the COVID affecting us, it's not really affecting us at all. We're just staying safe. Uh, we're all kind of just going to work, going to the gym, and not doing anything else. And we have, like, a, an agreement as a team to do that just so we all know, like, what the cost of not being able to fight is, you know? So, Do you feel like there's any advantage to the fact that you've gone through the COVID fight week basically uh i know this one's supposed to be in in uh on fight island correct so that'll be different but uh france hasn't fought with all the testing and and quarantine kind of situation do you think that'll be advantage since you've been through it before um i don't think i, I don't think it's going to be an advantage necessarily like that like that because he's a i think he has a lot of teammates fighting on card which means uh if you if you have one professional fight on a card you can have three corner men which means he's going to have like nine, 10, 11, like 12 people out there just in support of him and like teammate wise. So I don't think as far as him being quarantined and stuff, like it's going to play too much an advantage for me, but I do see like, we're not playing an advantage, but like not being a disadvantage for me is that we don't have a crowd out there. And I don't know how it reacts with like a huge crowd, man. Honestly, like I get like hyped up as is when nobody's fighting and like <laughs> in any fight, but like a crowd, man, like that'll, that'll like get me. I don't know, man. So, uh, I think that, like it would be a disadvantage if I had a huge crowd compared to him where he's competing in like Auckland and those huge arenas and in front of huge crowds and on big cars like this before. So he's had the pleasure to do that already. And like, this is something I'm kind of getting adjusted to. And uh, I guess not even really having to get adjusted to because of the whole COVID thing. So, but you it's not, it's not foreign to you. I mean, you've, you've fought in front of crowds before, just not, I mean, you're talking about like that big arena type environment, right? Yeah, I fought in front of, like, a couple thousand, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, like, in front of, like, TV and stuff like that. But, like, it, it changes when you you fill up, like, a hole in an arena, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, I don't know. It, I, I'm sure it does. I don't know. I wouldn't know. But, yeah, I fought in front of, like, I've main evented, like, uh, two, two hometown cars where it was, like, huge crowds. And uh, that was super cool, man. It was, like, a, it, it was really cool, like, a delight, like, a delight. But I think it'd be a little different when it and comes to the numbers, you know? And, and you, you fought on, uh, I mean, I was looking at your record. You fought on a World Series of Fighting card. They used to fill up their places pretty good, too. Oh, oh yeah, and that one was uh, uh, one with uh, Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje, he was fighting one of my teammates, actually. But it was like his college, it was like his college town. It's like a small town, like on the side of Colorado. And uh, 
I was full, man. So that was actually yeah. uh, another one of those things. But I fought early on in the card, and uh, it wasn't really that crowded. It wasn't like it was when Justin Gaethje started, like, in the yeah. walk, you know? You're the first person I've really ever uh, – I've heard really state that it's it's that's the difference. You know, a lot of these guys act like it doesn't make a difference. And um, it, it's kind of weird. I mean, just the fact they threw you in there against Tim Elliott, now you're getting France. You're getting two of the two of the top ten world, you know, flyweights. Uh, and then yourself, you're hypothetically – if you fought one more time, maybe in a number one contender bout, your first fight in front of a live crowd, that mega could be a title fight. I mean, you're yeah, getting to that that's, point. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too, man. Is like I'm rising up the rankings so big, I'm like I like I I got the opportunity to have to beat Ty Car France yet. Like I have the opportunity to rise up in the rankings super quick, and uh, I don't know. It's gonna be like if I, if I do end up getting like in a situation, I might ever have to deal with like the no crowd, like the like the pre crowd or whatever. I could start like putting myself in a position to be at the top of these cards and. Uh, Hopefully, like what you like expect or what not expect, but, like what you want or like hope for, like that you could be in that position. But I don't know, man. But like that's a, that's a good point, man, and that's like what I was hoping on is like by the time um by the time I'm getting kicked out of the UFC and ready to retire, that they're gonna have a crowd back, and I miss the whole goddamn thing, you know. But like, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It, it seems like the, the rise is coming like fast. I had the opportunity for the rise to be fast, and uh, like I said, I'm just trying to take it all and try to ride like ride that wave. But at the same time, yeah, man really cool and like i don't know yeah so i off on a tangent <laughs> so i mean uh, talking about your opponent uh how do you th- how do you think you measure up against him? i mean you have a you have a hefty amount of like submission victories to your record do you think that that's like a strength you have against uh uh i, I don't know if it's car france uh, i don't know how to say his last name because he's got three names Kai <laughs> yeah, it's Kai, yeah. Kai <laughs> um i i think i match up really well i think this is a good like uh like an ideal matchup for me. Um, I think that I can beat him everywhere. I think I have the ability, but I think that the obvious thing is that I have a huge advantage on the ground. And um, to not try to take it, there would probably be a, like, uh, wouldn't be the smartest idea for me. And I think it'd open up my game anyway. So uh, I think I have a massive advantage on the ground and uh, we'll see. We'll see if it gets there. If it gets there, man, I think that the fight wraps up real quick. But um, as far as me matching up with him, I think, uh, our styles are like, I don't know, I feel like I'm the longer, rangy fighter. I know how to fight long. I know how to uh, set things up. And he, he does a lot of good stuff, too. He sets up his right perfectly. And uh, I just got to not let him do that. I feel like I have more tools in my utensil than him. I feel like I have more weapons in my arsenal. That goes everywhere. That goes on feet. I think I use my knees and elbows and kicks way better than he does. He has really good boxing. But he sticks primarily with that. And uh, on the ground, I don't think there's a contest. As far as it hitting the mat, if I'm on my back or on top, I don't think it, it it's that big of a uh, it's that like fair of a fight or like we're that even there, you know. So, but that being said, I've never seen this dude grab a game. So like, what mm. if he was like a wizard, just like jump triangle on my ass? Like, I can talk shit all day, <laughs> well, but like that being said, there's not really any like evidence of this ground game that I can find, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you you seem to have. A, I mean, obviously, your training, your training. It looks like your your you your reactions are. are when you're in trouble, your reaction time seems awesome, uh, based on the pace that that I've seen you fight at. But um, so I mean, with with someone like like this, it seems like is it normal for you to do this? It looks like you studied him a lot. You watch a lot of tape on your opponents, or is it just him specifically because of where it's at? 
Um, I watched the tape on all my opponents. I watched the tape on the whole flyweight division and just as mm. much tape as possible, uh, especially not having a job. And, like, not now that I'm able not to work, all I do is watch fight, man. And it's, like, the only thing that I can't do. <laughs> it's, like, crazy because you, like, want all this, like, free time and stuff. Next thing you know, you're just watching fighting all day. And, like, now I'm like, damn, I need to go get, like, a side job or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't know. It's not just him. I watch tape on the whole entire division. I know exactly what everybody does. But it's really cool that I get to go back and, like, sit back and watch tape. And then, uh, I don't know, on Kai Car France because he's a person to study. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot you can take away. You can, lot, lot you can learn from him. And a lot I can take away and take an advantage. And people that have beat him or people that he's fought that I kind of take away and add on to my game with it and add on to my plan with it too so what uh grow when you started to get into mixed martial arts uh, i'm guessing if you look yours says you're 28 so you go back 10 years 12 13 years guys like shogun and and liddell and a lot of the light heavyweights bj Penn was was the most famous lightweight really at that time what uh who was it that did you, was, there, was there anybody that you eventually looked at and you said you know what i can do that as a smaller weight fighter and and really kind of inspired you to to say we can, you know, I can kick ass too. Yeah, it's, it's actually we're kind of like going back and watching like the the people that I like looked up to fighting because I'm out there doing the exact same stuff as they are and like I, I don't know, it, it's like you can see a little bit of piece of me off my favorite fighters and that's what I like. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a huge fan of like a lot of people. I as far as like the the smaller names or like the the smaller guys. I was a huge Shinya Aoki fan. Shinya Aoki was one of my favorite fighters when I was younger. And uh, I, you know, you know who doesn't get enough credit? And like it's so fun. It's like when I think about this guy, uh, it's like he was the best in the world at a time, possibly the best in the whole world. And nobody ever like gives him credit. But uh, Miguel Torres, man, huge hero, of my man. Miguel Torres was someone I looked up to when I was younger. And uh, I didn't think like when I watched him, I'm like, oh, I could do that. It was like, oh, I hope I can be able to like fight like that one day. And uh, take a little bit of that it wasn't like anything that could be and i'm like oh i could do that it was like well that's cool and like just try to take from as much as, as you possibly can man i have like a ton of heroes in the sport people that i like i, I copy their style but i remember like as far as little guys ago miguel torres was the man i was young man miguel torres was like and like honestly he could have been like, like he was probably the greatest fighter at the time you know when he was a champion he could have been the best fighter out there like but nobody ever talks about that. Like he was great. He could have been the greatest in the world, and like nobody ever says anything about it. But Miguel Torres had a complete jujitsu game, great stand-up, great wrestling. His boxing boxers up. He was submitting people at will, and he was just great. And so uh, that's a, a big dude. I love, a lot of my love too, and a lot of my love for sport. Yeah. Miguel Torres, especially when I was younger, man. Uh, those little guys were my favorite, and they they said they're my favorite because they're ahead of the game. They're doing more technical stuff, cooler stuff, and uh, I love Shogun. And like I think I think uh, Chuck Liddell, I can give a lot of credit for just falling in love with the sport because Chuck Liddell, and like there's plenty of other people like that. But uh, as far as little guys goes, man, like Shinny Oki uh, was one of my huge, one of my favorites. BJ Penn, of course, one of my favorites. Anybody who could strike and could choke a motherfucker, that was like who I was looking <laughs> up to. You know what I'm saying? Like that was that was like my jam. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, those two especially. So is is watching guys like that is like that's how you fell into into fighting? Like, or did you join a jujitsu school because of watching that stuff like that? Like, well, how how'd you get drawn into the fight game? Um, so like we were big boxing fans when I was younger. I was huge on boxing, and uh, me and my brother used to box like every day, like pretty much like weekly every day, and like we'd be like we train together and we work out and. Uh, I don't know, we'd watch, we'd watch uh, MMA and UFC and stuff, but, like, we, I, I hated the ground game. The ground game was lame to me. Um, I hated kicks. It was just, you're looking for people that can block. If they're throwing head kicks, I was cool with it. Like, the kicks, like, 
like lame you know what i'm saying like it, was, it wasn't it wasn't like i don't know we we're just so i was still stuck on boxing like i don't know but uh even when i started mma i was like kicks are dumb like leg kicks are persist who kicks like you better throw these hands you know what i'm saying so like, yeah. but uh I don't know, my brother started taking me down, or, like, maybe not even take me down when he clinch up, he'd choke me and put me in a guillotine, and, like, he'd do a bunch of shit that I've never even known, like, it was, I was fast forward through it, I thought it was lame, you know, and then you realize, you're like, damn, this guy can choke me like this, like, so, uh, I always say this, I don't know if it's necessarily true, but, like, I think I just started MMA and kickboxing just so I can get advantage and whoop my brother's ass and, like, <laughs> try to restore balance in there, because he's my older brother, but, like, he had a big advantage when it hit the ground or like when we start tying up and stuff, he'd start choking me and putting me in submissions and shit. I didn't even know what, what it was, you know? So, uh, yeah, one of my first like ground memories is me get guillotine and put to sleep by him. And, uh, yeah. So uh, then I realized I'm like, All right, I got to do some studying and I got to like, so we would like not, I would have stopped fast forwarding through, uh, jiu-jitsu stuff and like the ground game. And then I'd watch YouTube and then next thing you know, like we're getting pretty good at it. And I was like, all right, well, let's take it to the next step. And like, let's learn how to do this, you know? And, like, my intention was never to fight, but, like, it was always just kind of gain, like, a gain a leg up on my brother. And the next thing you know, I'm entering jiu-jitsu tournaments. And next thing you know, my coach is like, oh, you turn 18 this day? Like, all right, we're fighting. We, we, we've got you a fight. And then next time, I'm fucking going pro. And uh, I don't know, an orator, you know what I'm saying? So it, was, it wasn't like anything. Yeah. It was just me loving the sport. And uh, it all kind of just found to the natural place it should go once you, like, love a sport and you put uh, a lot of work into it. Um, it ended up me getting jiu-jitsu tournaments and i was winning jiu-jitsu tournaments and then after that they, my coach was like hey man like you're turning 18 soon like we're getting you a fight on your 18th birthday and then next thing you know i'm amateur and uh, then i'm doing that so it turned to like uh i don't to what it is now that's cool it snowballed for you that's nice so you're exactly. you're one of the rare fighters that seem that you're you're born and raised in denver right so you're born and raised at elevation yeah 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 denver um, yep, still here. It's snowing right now. Some bullshit, honestly. <laughs> so you had, what, 100 degrees yesterday, and now it's snowing today? Yeah, I had AC on and the heater on today, man. AC, AC on yesterday, heater on today. It's stupid. I don't even... It was like 100 like degrees or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> snowing and, uh, yeah, whatever. But, so, growing up there, though, you always hear... People go up there to train for the elevation, and, and people always talk about how the elevation affects the fights. Have you noticed uh, Have you noticed that you're just naturally... You know, you, you've lived there your whole life, so it's not a thing. When you go fight down down the mountain, um, do, you feel, do you feel the difference in your lungs? Uh, I'm not necessarily... I don't know. Not really. I've never necessarily felt it, but I do see it when I... Uh, other athletes come to Colorado and come train with this. I can see it, like, in their their facial expression. Like you say, like, you tell that they don't have as much as they normally have it. Like, they're breathing, and they seem, like, a lot more uncomfortable and all that. Um, but I never noticed specifically. Like, I've, I've always just thought I had a really good cardio, and uh, I always kind of, like, um, put that as a point of, like, what my strength are as far as fighting goes. Cause I'm a cardio-based athlete, and uh, I, I put a lot of numbers up, and, like, that's always kind of what I've been, like, striving for and good at. And, uh... I, I don't know, so I, I it probably is a huge advantage that I just always chalked up as an advantage for me, no matter what it is, because I feel like I have cardio, uh, good cardio out of all flyweights, even are like out of all, a lot of my like training partners and stuff here. It's, I'm a cardio-based athlete. I think a lot of my style is not like fast twitch, uh, like like quick explosions. I think a lot of it's just putting up, constantly chipping, and constantly working, uh, uh, which can be cool because that's exactly like how I can kind of beat Kyle, Kyle France. It's just chip away the whole entire time he throws big punches i am a chipper you know what i'm saying just find that finish out 
spines up and he's all the way. And uh, like I said, uh, uh, card- cardio just comes with uh, with like not having like not necessarily like I don't I don't not not have power or whatever, but uh, but like not having as much power, I have to chip more and be more cardio based athlete and put up more quantity than uh, than just hard punches and stuff too. So it's just part well, of my game. Uh, that I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean it's fun, and I'm not I'm not trying to blow up your head, but. I'm gonna say it anyway because it's, it sounds it's it's just from what I've noticed from what I've seen in your fights, the you know you hear the the be water term the Bruce Lee quote. I mean it seems like you you the when you're in trouble you kind of just like envelop like you kind of envelop into it and capitalize you know like your just your reaction is it's almost like the the whole philosophy of being water. It, I mean if I, if I were to describe the way that you fight, especially if, when you if you're in trouble spots, that that's what I noticed about you. I mean. Is is that kind of like an accurate assessment of what you of uh, when you're flowing in, in like mid fight and you're focused and everything and everything else is cut out? Is is that an accurate assessment? Um, I, I wouldn't I, like maybe it's an accurate assessment, but like I never really thought of it in the sense of being like water. But like I always kind of feel like uh, I, I there's like a point and like especially in certain fights I've hit it. But like you mm-hmm. just feel free, man. You just feel like free in there, and like you just like you're reacting, and you're just like you are just going with the flow. And like you like you said, flowing like water uh, is a good way to put it. But like I always just kind of thought like free, you know. But flowing like water is a great way to put it. It's just like you're just flowing, and you're just you're reacting. You're not overthinking, and like I think I'm I'm one of those people like I overthink a lot of things. Like I overthink everything I do pretty much. Uh, but. Uh, in there, you can't like you can't overthink. Like, once once the bell rings, like it, with cameras in your face and like they're announcing your name, oh, you go overthink everything. I'm overthinking everything. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, one of my friends that didn't like me in high school or whatever it is is watching right now, and I don't want to get fucked up right in front of the dude. And, like, I don't know some stupid shit like that. But like the moment that bell rings and like it, it's a fight, man, and you get lost in the fight and you get lost yeah. not in like necessarily the art, but like you get lost in what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And like. Once you put in the hours here, and I think every fighter will say it, but like once you put in the hours and the work, that uh, you don't need to go out there and think. You don't need to go out there and overthink. And the more you think, the the more in danger you're probably going to be. You got to go out there and like flow. You got to go out there and just feel it. And you got to be free. And you, hopefully you're training. Um, we we have a quote in the gym, and uh, God, I'm gonna fuck it up for sure. But it's like you can't <laughs> uh, you can rise to the level of your expectations. You fall to the level of your training, and. Uh, that's exactly how I feel, man. Is like you're going to your training, and like everything kind of falls back to like your natural ability, what you're gonna do. Cause you start thinking, and you're like, all right, my expectation is this, is it's whatever. You're like, you gotta let your body take over. And uh, I don't know. I, I like that you said that, and it makes feel like it is probably is something that's gonna blow my head a little bit. But like, <laughs> it's something that I like too. Cause I like that. It's it's one of those few fighting's one of like like being in an actual fight is one of the few scenarios where I'm just not thinking. You know, I'm just flowing and just doing and. That's like yeah. kind of the beauty behind it. I overthink everything in life, but the moment you're fighting, you can't think. Like it's not, you're not. It's not like you, you're you're in trouble if you start thinking. You know. You mentioned the the timing of your bout in in uh, in comparison to the the title fight of Figueiredo and and Garbrandt. Um, not to look too far ahead. Well, it's not looking far ahead. But what do you have any opinion on that fight? Do you have a, a, one of those two guys that you'd rather match up with in the future if, if given the opportunity? Um, as far as those two matching up, I think it's going to be like a crazy firefight. Uh, I can't wait. And, and uh, as far as matching up, I just fucking I hope those two go in there and just beat each other's brains in and 
take take a couple of months off each other's career or whatever, and then I go, you know, <laughs> capitalize on a bro, uh, Bruce Beaton, whoever whoever lost the fight. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. But like, ideally, that's probably what's good. Like, like ideally, those two are gonna bash each other's heads, and they both hit hard. They're fast, and uh, I don't know. It's such a great fight, and I'm so excited to watch them like match up. I don't really have a, an S, like a guess who's gonna win, uh, but. Uh, I do kind of just hope they beat the shit out of each other and, you know, then like it's even for like a damage <laughs> <laughs> go in there with a concussed fighter. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good fight no matter what. And uh, like I said, uh, I'm just trying to fit in wherever I can. And I don't necessarily care where I'm at with either one of them. I think uh, as far as uh, like style-wise, I think Garbrandt's the more technical of the two fighters, but they're both a little wild and, uh, I think there'd be more uh, more ways for me to capitalize on um, Figueiredo striking and stuff. He's still like like a loose cannon, but at the same time, that fool could probably take a punch him. Like I don't know, man. That fool, I don't know. He's just a, he's actually a beast, you know. So I don't know. I'm, I'm glad to see that those two can chip each other first, and then you know I'll I'll get my way there somehow. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean awesome. the way the way the way things are going, it seems like you'll be there sooner, you know, rather than later. Um, I got one last question for me anyway. Uh, I just got only because uh, every time I, I was doing my homework on you, I, it just kept jumping at my eyes. Raw Dog, where does the nickname come from? <laughs> um, the nickname came from just like a drunk, a, a drunk guy in a crowd and just yelling it like Raw Dog Roy Ball and then like us joking about it. And then uh, it kind of just stuck. And then after like after I, I like want to fight with it as like my nickname. It was actually a real series of fighting fight. I won that, and like I used it my for my name the first time to see if they say it on TV. And uh, I, I knocked the dude out, and I was like, "Well, we'll stick with the name for now." And uh, yeah. it was just kind of something that, like, I don't know, it's it's just funny, and like it's it's a nice way to kind of ease my mind right before I go fight. And uh, it'll be something to say it on pay per view. That'd be a nice way for me to be like. In the middle of my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get fucked up in front of this guy that hated me in high school, and then say raw dog, and I can giggle for a second and ease my mind. <laughs> all right, well, it's not. Don't ever think this shit, you know, like this is all just, this is fun somewhat. Well, when you become the champion, you can be, uh, you can be uh, crown Royval. Right. Oh, that's a badass. <laughs> right. I, don't, I don't even know. I, I honestly don't like it. If it wasn't for raw dog and it being as funny as it is to me, to me at least, like, uh, I don't think I'd have a nickname. I, I never was really a huge fan of nicknames, but, uh, but the fact that it's raw dog is, I have to stick with it, man. I don't know. Yeah. You can get the, you can get the Crown Royal sponsorship though, and then you can be Crown oh, Royal. Oh, that's a good idea. I know. I should have taken ahead. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to Modelo. It's like after my fight, like, oh, I would love a Modelo right now. Uh, try to ease my way into sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, Brandon. Well, thanks for joining us. Do you want to throw out any handles on Twitter or Instagram or anything? People can follow you. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, follow me at Brandon Royville everywhere. I'm not, I think I'm like the only Brandon Royville, but, uh, just real quick too. I just want to shout out to my sponsors, EAP Glass, um, Ed and Cyrus. They take care of me. You can see that hat, man. They, uh, made it easy for me to quit my job, man. So, uh, I appreciate them and appreciate everything you do, man. And thank you guys for your time. No problem. Check us out at allaccessmma.com. Uh, you can check out the podcast on Twitter at combat hour coast to coast combat hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins at MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbizal on Twitter and Carbizal on Instagram. Look ahead to Brandon's fight at UFC 253 against Kai Kara France, uh, pay-per-view main card. Uh, best of luck, Brandon. Thanks for your time. 
Hey, thank you, brother. Have a good one. You All too. Right, you Take do. care. Hey, guys. Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions. And some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout on the podcast. Maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.